Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm alive. <laughs> God, StreamYard sucks. <laughs> We're just sitting here for like a minute waiting for it to go live. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel. No donkey or jam that champion. And I'm joined as always by my intangible co-host. No longer the Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Hi, Tempest. Rough week. Yeah, it's been one hell of a week for LIW. But, you know, it's not all bad news. I've got a new beard, so you know. Yeah. That's I've, I've got some. a new top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people can see the whole of your mask now, so that's mm-hmm. cool. <sighs> Might be uh, reaching for those positives, but you know, we're fine. Oh, we're- we're, right. We got to reach for some positives on the review that we're about to do. <laughs> this is not a good episode of SmackDown. I'm really upset that I I forgot to do a poll for mm-hmm. this week's episode of SmackDown on the community tab because I really wanted to know what people thought because I get the feeling that a lot of people would just vote three out of five anyway because that's what a lot of people seem to do. But I just wanted to know how many people would be as annoyed as we are at this episode because it was not good. I mean, we're going to get into this more later, but I didn't have fun watching this episode. It was real. It was real bad. Um, I've mentioned anyway. a lot recently that, like, I got I got a lot of just positive vibes in my life mm. at the moment. Mm. You know, I'm full of positivity, and, yeah. and these shows don't get me down. This is the first show in like a month that has made me angry. <laughs> Like I watched this show and I got pissed off. Yeah, I was like, man. "What am I doing, wasting my time with these goddamn shows?" So, 
Yeah. Looking forward to trying to spin that into a positive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I didn't do that on my on my edited review that went up earlier because yeah. I've tried to condense my, my rants down to 30 seconds. But for the last couple of weeks, I haven't done any rants. I've, ju I've just talked and it's been totally normal. So this week I cashed in my extra time that I built up. I went past my 30 seconds and I was like, screw this. I am just going to rant about Tony Storm because God damn it, <laughs> that pissed me off. Um, yeah. Which... Of course, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but let, let's talk about that in a little bit. First things first, Tempest. Have you got any plans for the weekend? Uh, nothing super exciting. I might go out for lunch tomorrow with a friend of mine mm. that I haven't seen in a little bit. Um, that's really the only thing I've got on the docket. I'll probably play some more Pokemans. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not had a lot of time to do that this week, so... I'm I'm glad to uh, kind of get things back on back on track there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Got nice. like seven seven badges now or something like Woof. that. Normally I would have I would have blown through this game in like two days, but I just mm. I'm an adult with a job and I can't really spend <laughs> like 48 straight hours playing Pokemon like I might have when I was uh, when I was younger. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm kind of just gonna kick back a little bit, relax. Might might see some friends and and hopefully have a a swell time. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing a board game night tonight <gasps> with my uh, with my lady partner and also a couple of her friends or yeah. her friend and her friend's partner. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. do you like board games? <laughs> do you like board games? Do you like uh, board games? Yeah, I do. Um. So yeah, we're going to be doing a board game night tonight. I don't know what games we're actually going to play because my mm. board game collection is not very extensive because money. Um, Shame. That's I've true. Got to, I've got board tickets. Board games to ride. are like $80. They're so expensive. Uh, I've got Ticket to Ride, which is a nice, easy, like, Love fun game. game. I could, I could, I could totally game. take that, and, and that's fun. Uh, so I probably will take that. But I want to I want to have some other like classics, you know, some other stuff that I really want to take and, and, and enjoy. But I don't really have many. But I tell you what was fun was we went to the uh, we went to the pub on um, on Thursday um, after work. It was me, Andy, new editor, Terry and Adam. And we all went to the pub and we played a board game called Cascadia, uh, which was really good fun. Um it was basically stuff where you have to like you build like a almost like a nature reserve and then you have to um take animals and put them they can only live in certain places that you like randomly get assigned and then you have to try and make certain things if you get like a herd of bears then you get a certain number of points and then if you get like you know if you have a fox surrounded by other things that aren't foxes then you get points for that and you have to like if you do uh hawks they have to be in line of sight but not adjacent to each other and that's how you get points for those and blah blah blah, blah. and you get loads, loads of stuff loads of rules and and it's fun um it was really, really entertaining. Uh, I lost though, which was um, sad. Boys uh, was was with a lot of that because uh, I just didn't get the things I needed, which was very sad. But then there was a a two way tie, or technically a three way tie between Terry, Andy, and Adam. But then at the very end, we looked up a final rule that if you had leftover like nature tokens that you get as part of it, then you get one point per token that you got left. And right. Terry had Terry had two left and Andy and Adam had none. So it was like, and Terry wins by two. <laughs> well done, Terry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, was quite the game. Quite the game it was good fun. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it though. It was good. Had a couple of points. And then, well, we had, we had one point while we were playing and then just, we were wrapping up. We're like, we'll have one more drink and then we'll head off. Uh, I, I had to bought another round, brought over all the points. It was like, 
I'm going to need to go soon. I'm going to drink this really quick. And then Terry was going with Adam. And then Andy needed to leave very quickly. I was like, balls. I need to drink this pint really quick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm a bit of a lightweight when it comes to oh, alcohol. Me. So, yeah. I got home and I was like, oh, my God. It's two pints, but it's hitting me harder than it should. Uh, so I had to cook some pasta before I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Come on, Pete. I'm sorry. Have you seen the size of me? I'm very small, okay? Um, And I don't drink all that often. Yeah, well. (coughs) Goodness me. Good fun, though. It's good fun. Yeah. No heavyweight title shots for you in the near future. No. But you know what, what, though? I lost at Cascadia in the pub. But something we've been doing on our lunch breaks now, now that we've got the the fully sorted out chill-out zone... um, one, been watching Simpsons episodes just on lunch break as a team. Great fun. Uh, and also uh, playing uh, the game Speedrunners, or Speedrunner, whatever it's called, um, which is a great little game that I haven't played in, like, years. Uh, I was staying after we recorded After Dark on uh, Wednesday. I was staying in the office and just uh, waiting for that to process, and then I, so I could upload it and stuff like that. And while I was waiting for it to process and upload, I was just playing Adam at Speedrunner because uh, he was waiting to do Quizlemania later. Um, I kicked his ass uh, every single time. I think he managed to score one point total in the several games that we played because I'm great and he sucks. Uh, and then as a team uh, at lunch break on on Thursday, we were playing more of more of Speedrunner, and I won again. Uh, and everyone else lost, and I was the I was the greatest, and I I'm the best, and I just wanted to say that I'm great at something that's not mm. Cascadia specifically, or drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we ever decide to make another belt specifically mm. for Speedrunner, mm-hmm. I know who's getting that. I'm taking it. I'm taking it, and I will hold it hostage forever because no one can beat me because I'm the best. Yes. Uh, anyway, let's quickly talk about. I say quickly. Let's go on and, and get into our review of SmackDown and Rampage. Sorry in advance, everyone. It's going to get ranty. Enjoy. not been a it's not been a great week for liw i'll be honest you don't have to bring it up i mean i mean i'm i'm fine i'm fine you know you can see how fine i am about losing the jam that championship um we don't have your um crown anymore you don't have to bring it up everyone can see i don't have my crown there's a reason i don't have my crown there's always some stupid gimmick round in a Quizlemania that cost me my goddamn crown. We could have just gone into this terrible SmackDown review. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We're Buy fine. Buy the t-shirt. Buy the t-shirt. t-shirt. Still available. Russellshop.com. I don't want to talk the, about it. Buy the t-shirt. I am wearing it. I promise. T-shirt. Oh, look at you. Look at you. We got to sell that merch. It's almost Christmas time. Buy all your buy all of your family an LIW shirt. Buy your manager at Subway an LIW shirt. Buy your dog an LIW shirt. It's the perfect gift for all ages. WrestleShop.com. Go buy the t-shirt. Right. The like, camera chats, angle's by different. The way. Camera it's, angle's different because of this. I feel like it's slightly better. 
Question mark? Yeah. Less uh, less headroom. Mm. They teach you that yeah. in in production school. Mm-hmm. Headroom. It's uh yep. yeah. Very very technical. Yep. I'm sure none 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 of you uh none of you fans can under understand what what head headroom is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting knocked chats at WrestleTalk.com <sighs> forward slash support, by the way, because we're gonna read out all the ones that are five US dollars uh by the time the show goes off the air and also as always for like the entirety of november we are sponsored by beer 52 who are awesome go to beer52.com forward slash wrestle for 10 free 10 free craft beers we will uh, talk about them a little bit more later but first let's talk about smackdown because there was one particular segment. Well, there were two segments. There was one particular segment on this show <laughs> that I, I don't wanna. I know, I know. You can't beat me. I don't wanna. <laughs> and if you want me to do a solo show, I guess I can, but I'd All rather right, I'm not. Going back. I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tempest has left me, and now you can see my horrible lighting setup. But it doesn't matter if it's on a split screen, because you can't see that the light is, like, really intense right there. But now you guys can see it, because Tempest has left the show, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Enough with the games, Tempest. We can't uh, have a poor, poor light. No, exactly. Show. Right. This show that everyone's going to be super happy about because we're going to be so positive. Like <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to hate this, but I really hated this. So Charlotte came out. They had a recap of the Becky and Charlotte match from Survivor Series. Instantly I had, you know, the little the little negative ones going through this show. Mm-hmm. Because it's a classic they do it in in many wrestling promotions, not just WWE, where Pat McAfee on commentary was like, they put on a six-star classic. And I'm like, no, they didn't. And it's annoying because that was my favorite match of the night, and I really enjoyed it, and it was good, but now you're making me disagree with you, and now you're making me feel like I don't like it that much when I did. I just don't over-exaggerate your stuff. Whatever. That was a little negative one to start with. Charlotte came out. And she did a promo saying that, oh, Becky Lynch had to cheat to beat me because she, I'm still the better woman. And yeah, she did. Okay, fine. I don't have too much of a problem with this promo. But do you remember last week when Tony Storm 4D chest Charlotte and said, you know, I'm going to call out Charlotte now because when she loses to Becky, she's going to be so angry that she's going to come after me, which means I'm going to get a title shot. And then. Charlotte came into that promo segment and said, huh, you know what, Tony? After Becky, you're next. And I was like, oh, I guess Tony's right then. Okay, so she is going to come after after her, after Becky. Cool. So Charlotte does a promo. Tony Storm comes out here, and Charlotte says, I don't even know who you are. And it's like, yes, you do. You literally mentioned her last week, and you said you were going to come for her after Becky. So... I guess you just have memory loss, but that's fine. So what is the truth? <laughs> so, so what is the truth? We don't know, right? But then, 
Then Charlotte goes to attack Tony Storm. Tony Storm dodges and manages to throw Charlotte out of the ring. Great. Tony Storm gets the gets the, the upper hand on Charlotte. Charlotte lands on her feet and immediately is just like, yeah, come on then. As if she's the one that, you know, is the one that has the upper hand immediately, which she didn't. Tony Storm gets out of the ring. And immediately, there's a pie at ringside because it's post-Thanksgiving, you see. Uh-huh. And earlier in the night, they had a Thanksgiving leftover showdown. Nope, throwdown. Sorry, you know, really mad. You gotta get that right, Pete. This will be a terrible podcast if we make such mistakes like that. Exactly, right? So they had all the, the Thanksgiving stuff set up on tables outside the ring. Tony Storm gets out of the ring. Charlotte gets a pie and pies Tony Storm in the face as she gets out of the ring. Now, that in and of itself is not great, but if Tony Storm then beat the crap out of her for disrespecting her and pieing her in the face, that's not terrible. Do you know what Tony Storm did instead, though, Tempest? More accurately, what Tony Storm didn't do instead. What, what might that be, Pete? She didn't do anything, Tempest. Mm. She went, oh, no, I got, I got pied. No. And then Charlotte walked off and went, Haha, I'm the greatest. Walked off around the ring and then walked back to the table. And I was like, okay, she's getting too cocky. She's standing next to the table and she goes to Tony. She's like, come on. And I'm like, okay, now this is the cue where Tony Storm will rush Charlotte Flair and just beat her up and it's going to be great. Tony Storm very slowly walks towards Charlotte while Charlotte reaches for another pie on the table. And Tony just walks up to her just like, you told me to come here. I guess I'm here now. And then Charlotte pies her again with another pie. I, I hear women don't like it when, when you pie them. <laughs> I'm pissed. You can't be you can't say that these days. Um, and then Jesus Christ, this sucks. Tony Storm still still does nothing. She still does nothing. She just gets pied in the face again, and then Charlotte walks off, and Tony's like, pie in the face." And then that's it. That's the whole segment. I can't. I I genuinely can't describe how stupid Tony Storm looked. <laughs> like. I just I so totally want to come on these shows and just have fun. Right. You know. Like if I was if I was reviewing Dynamite, I would I would I would just giddy and gleeful and so happy cuz I have so much positivity coursing through my veins these days. Like I'm a happy boy and this was the first show in like a month that made me angry. Yeah. And it's because of crap like this. Because you go and Tony Storm has won like a match since her debut. Like she won her mm-hmm. debut and maybe she's won one since then. I don't even know if she has. I think she's won her debut and that might be it. So you start with that building block, that great foundation, and then she goes into Survivor Series where she's, I guess, the only likable woman on the SmackDown team, and she's the first person eliminated. Mm-hmm. 
who am I supposed to cheer for on this show? And then she comes out here and gets absolutely buried. Like, people throw the term buried around a lot. It's like, oh, that person lost. They must have gotten buried. No, 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 no. This was a burial. Your top star says, I don't even know who you are. Throws two pies in her face and walks away untouched. Burial. Give her the golden shovel. Oh, my God. I was certain that Tony Storm was, like, going to get the first pie face and then be pissed off and Charlotte's going to turn around and be like, ha-ha, woo, turn around and Tony Storm would just pick her up and slam her through the table. And I would have been like, you know what? Good segment. Build up something for later. But the slam through the table never came. Burial. And when Mm -hmm. you keep firing your women's talent, you don't have enough baby face stars to bury one of the better ones. Jesus Christ. All right, there you go. There's there's some negativity. These are... Okay. These are the same feuds that Charlotte has been in since, like, 2016. Mm-hmm. Where she ridicules and mocks her opponent, never gets comeuppance, and then just wins in their eventual pay-per-view match. Yeah. Why, why would I ever think that this is going to be something different? Why would oh, I think I... that this is going to be Tony Storm getting a win eventually? I'm not. You need Tony the lower lose. star to get the upper hand over the bigger star. Punch up. That's how you close the gap between them mm-hmm. and hopefully get them to be on the same page or the same, you know, plateau where they're the same level of star. You can't have the bigger star making the smaller star look worse. Yep. Oh, Jesus. This sucked. This was awful. This was real bad. <laughs> It made it made Charlotte look stupid. <laughs> it made Tony Storm look stupid. I'm not interested. I was interested before to see like yeah. last week when Tony Storm was like, "Oh, I'm 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 gonna go after Charlotte," and Charlotte was like, "Okay, I'll come after you." I was like, "Okay, that's something for Tony Storm to do." I wasn't expecting Tony to win the belt off Charlotte or anything, but I was expecting them to build. Maybe Tony gets a little bit of a rub, gets a bit more interesting, and she can you know have a good match with Charlotte on pay per view or you know sometime in December if they have a December special. You know, even if they don't extend this out to day one, great. That's fine. It's something for Tony Storm to do. Now I don't care. Yeah. I, ju- oh, <laughs> I so don't want to be angry for the entire podcast, but you're, y'all are going to probably get a ranty podcast today. So for those people mm-hmm. who really like that, Merry Christmas. It's Christmas mm. season. We're in a giving mood. Oh, my God. <laughs> this I, is I only just, the tip of the iceberg on this show. This company is so incompetent. Yeah, It's not even funny. Yeah, And there's another thing. This isn't even the thing I really wanted to rant about on this episode. I did in the edited review. But there's another thing that I want to rant about in this episode that we'll talk about later. But uh-huh. God, this was awful. This is what this is. You know, when we say that WWE doesn't build younger stars, right? Uh-huh. This is a younger Tony Storm is 26. She is a younger star. She is potentially, if you you know don't fire her randomly, the future of your company. If that's what you want her to be, why are you not building her for the future? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, like genuinely, genuinely, can you imagine having Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm on your roster and generally doing not much with either of them? Like Rhea Ripley since WrestleMania has had some good matches with Charlotte, but she was the loser in that feud. And then she was in a thrown together tag team. And now who knows? You know, but you've got two stars who I think are both like 25, 26, something like that. Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. might, I think Rhea Ripley's like a year younger than me. It's like, it's crazy. You know, they're like 24, 25, 26, something like that. Rhea Ripley is 25. Rhea Ripley's 25. And she only just turned 25 last month. Yeah. I think her birthday's like the day after mine or something like that. It's, it's weird. Crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. But like, you got these two stars, and they've both got incredible looks. They're both incredibly marketable. They're both incredibly likable. They can both play heels. They're both good wrestlers. What more do you want? And Tony Storm is a hot blonde. <laughs> That's Vince's thing. It's like the female yeah. version of the big meaty man thing. I don't get what you're missing here. It's like um, if anyone's if anyone's seen the how Adam would book Keith Lee video, yeah. Adam Adam rants at the start of that about what more could you want in a wrestler yeah. than Keith Lee, right? This is the same thing for Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. What more do you want out of your wrestlers? I j- whatever. Let's get no into some idea. of your ultra chats, shall we? Let's just do some ultra chats because I don't want to talk about the segment anymore because it sucked. This is like, you know when, when when people give a 1 out of 5 rating? I did not give this episode of SmackDown a 1 out of 5. Just going to throw it out there. I gave it a 2. Um, but this is the kind of thing where we say, like, we need, like, an actively damaging segment for it to be classed as a 1 out of 5. You know, if, if it's, like, a bit boring or a bit bad, it doesn't really class as a 1 out of 5. This is that kind of segment where you have actively really hurt a story and a character in your company. That is worthy of being a 1 out of 5 on an episode. I still didn't give it a one out of five, but I might be rethinking that rating. Oh, <laughs> I'll give it a one out of five, Pete. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. This yeah. show yeah, 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 sucked. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, let's get into some of your Ultra Chats here. Make sure to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, why is Luke on this Ultra Chat, Doc? Um, he was in the chat earlier. I see you, said, Luke. You don't get away with said, this. Uh, he said, big lack of titles around here. Uh, uh, hang on. I got to take my, ri- my ring off for a second there. Uh, mm. uh. I'm fine. Um, Prince of Strong Style said, uh, this bloody company, WWE, have a special gift for screwing up some of the best wrestlers in the world. Tony is incredible and has all the tools to lead a division, and they do this. I'm sick of this crap. I don't watch the shows. It's bad, but gets me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I do watch the shows. (laughs) It gets me angry, too. It does it it for the most part. I've been so positive the last month. Like, Mm. I'm just like, yeah, it was was kind of a dumb show, but it's fine. You know, well, whatever. This, this show sucked. This show sucked. This show was real bad. Real bad. Misha Summer has been a member for four months. Thank you. Gold or no gold, I'm still L-I-W for life. More ranty Pete, please. It's better content than SmackDown by a mile. Well, we'll see what I can do. I'm gonna. That's I'm reserving bar. my rants for the truly terrible episodes, and this mm-hmm. was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Hawk the Outcast eight two three said, "Imagine if this episode of SmackDown closes with Roman in the ring, demanding to know why Brock's suspension is lifted, and out walks Lesnar, big grin, tossing the golden egg around like a football. That would have been pretty cool." L I W for life i don't know if i agree with that because the egg is inherently stupid but that's just me. i don't want the egg to be involved with roman reigns and brock lesnar <laughs> i just stole the egg yeah <laughs> it was the best thing on survivor series but objectively yeah. is very bad um gary b429 says uh, it pains me to say as i'm a big hardy boys mark from 20 years ago but i really have zero interest in seeing jeff hardy wrestle on tv anymore pushing him now as a potential main eventer is just giving me another segment of the show to fast forward through well i solidly disagree i i i kind of agree i don't want to see jeff hardy wrestle well the issue is all those people in the crowd do 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying this is me personally. He's still very over, and by all means, he's he if you if he's working with the fans, do the thing. I just don't personally don't really care about seeing him wrestle anymore. Soz, uh, Caleb Maldonado has been a member for six months. It's best to let your emotions out, whether people agree or not. Yeah. Not not bottling up emotions is good. Yeah. 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 So anyway, a lot of this show to get through. Sure do. Uh, before we get into the rest of SmackDown, just wanted to say that we are sponsored by Beer. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Link is at the top of the description and in the live chat now. So go check that link out. You get 10 free craft beers, UK viewers only. Uh, from other people, you get eight free craft beers. But with us, because we're amazing and because they're amazing, you get 10. 10 free craft beers. They're tasty. It's beer. You know beer. It's good, but these are like better beers because they're craft beers and they're they're great. And you can choose what option you want. If you don't like dark beers, you can choose light beers and you get those. You only have to pay for the postage for like five ninety five for UK viewers. Just go do it. Ten beers. Do it. Beer fifty two. Do it. That should be the tagline for beer fifty two. You can take that one for free. Beer fifty two. Beer fifty two. Do it. Anyway, <clears throat> let's, get, let's get into SmackDown, uh, where the show started off. Okay, we've spoken about this a lot for SmackDown in general, how the first, like, 10 minutes of the show are completely meaningless because nothing happens, right? Uh-huh. This one, it started off different, and I was like, oh, ooh, is something meaningful going to happen? Because I started off saying, there's going to be a Black Friday Invitational battle royal for the number one contendership to the universal title and i was like that's interesting that's different you know cool maybe we'll get a surprise winner or something that's fun and then kayla braxton was in the ring and i was like that's also different that's nice and she said while rumors are continuing to heat up about brock lesnar boom roman reigns here he is here's his long entrance This entrance that, that also featured in the middle a very long recap of the Biggie and Roman Reigns match from Survivor Series that you did not need, yeah, even if people it was did not, not watch it all. It's not relevant to anything, and even if people didn't watch Survivor Series, all you need to know is Roman won. That is it. That can be mentioned as part of the promo. You do not need a recap package for this. He comes out, and before Paul Heyman starts talking, which is the start of the promo. Six and a half minutes have already gone in this show, and nothing has happened. I don't have the time or the energy to rant about the pacing, but the pacing on this show is the dirt worst. It's so bad. Um, Heyman says that Braxton is basically full of S-word and tells her to leave. Says that the rumors are nothing. Sure. Really aggressively. Really aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reigns then says everyone is a loser. Says Brock Lesnar's a loser. Says Big E's a loser. And then he says, like, three or four people can win the Battle Royal. I don't care. I'll smash more because they're all losers. And then he says, once my days are done around here, which could be sooner rather than later, which is playing off an interview he did recently where he was saying that he might make the jump to Hollywood full time soon. Um, and then he left. The promo was basically pointless 
And now we're 15 minutes into the show and still nothing's happened of substance. Yeah, it was just like it was fine. It was, it was, it's it a just promo. Like a, yeah, it was just a promo, you know? So it was fine. The, the point of this promo was Paul Heyman trash-talking Kayla, you know? Yeah. Like, that Which was the I, point. That was the only thing that fed into the rest of the show. Yeah. And I don't want to highlight every comment that I that I disagree with and, and such. But it's mm. like, didn't we just love everything Roman Reigns uh, did not too long ago? No, everything that Roman Reigns did was great not too long ago. And that's the difference. We liked it because it was great. Mm. We didn't like it because it was Roman Reigns. You know? And so and now it's we not get, great. We get, yeah, and now like we get a segment like this where it's like it's fine. It's just kind of like it feels like a little bit of a waste of time. And yeah, you got to get your champion on the show because he's the biggest star and blah blah blah. But like, I don't know. I don't but, even know if you needed to on this show. Like the whole, like everything something. is like right. everything is being built around Roman Reigns, and like you have the battle royal about Roman Reigns and his number one contender, and then you have all the Brock Lesnar stuff, which is about Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, like. He's still being featured and is still being talked about, even if he's not featured on the show. So I didn't even think you needed him to come out here and do this promo. Like it didn't, it didn't do anything. It didn't make him feel more elevated. It was just, just a promo. It was just time yeah. wasted. Um, <clears throat> speaking of something that was fine, but was a bit of waste of time. Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre faced uh, Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. It was fine. This was fine. You know, McIntyre I, and Hardy won. Yeah. Hell yeah, Jeff Hardy. Woo, featured performer. I like it. Cool. Eat my eat my shorts. <laughs> I, I said it like a month ago that some some tag match on uh, on NXT was like the most this is fine match ever. This may have topped it. Like this mm. was just like it was fine. I I didn't have yep. anything wrong with it. I don't know why Madcap Moss has to laugh every time he does anything. You know, but otherwise... That's the gimmick, like, Tempest. It's a crap gimmick, Pete. Sure is. Sure is, buddy. Oh, I'm getting worked. I'm getting worked by, by the heat. <laughs> She's like, but hey, Jeff Hardy won. I, I'm sure this pay. I'm sure this will pay off later in the show. <laughs> um, hey, he won in his home state. That's uh, North Carolina, um, right? Well, this was South Carolina, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought they were Greensboro. saying it was North Carolina. It's Greensboro. Oh, Greensboro. I saw a load of people being like, oh, it's Jeff Hardy's North home. Carolina or South Carolina? I'm not American. Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, how about that? What am I thinking of? I don't know. There's like a there's a, a town that's similar to Greensboro, but it's in South Carolina. Greensfoth. Green Yep. Doesn't matter. Backstage, yeah. Aaliyah and Kayla Braxton are there. Aaliyah walks off. Kayla Braxton is there. And Paul Heyman walks up to her and says, if she doesn't get any confirmation or denial about the Brock Lesnar rumors, then she's going to be gone for some reason. Yeah. It's like a okay. Whatever. I don't care. I'll get to it at the end. Yeah. Uh, then we had Cesaro versus Ridge Holland. Mm-hmm. So this is Rich Holland's debut match on the main roster. And, you know, the expectation is that you make a debut on the main roster, you should probably win your first match. You I don't necessarily 
I don't necessarily buy into that um, all the time. It doesn't have to be that you've made a debut match, therefore you must win. Especially when you're facing someone who's more established on the roster like Cesaro, not just facing some random jobber. Granted, Cesaro's not been pushed greatly lately, but he is a bit more of an established name. I wouldn't have minded Ridge Holland losing this match, which he did. It lasted about two minutes, and he took like 99% of the offense in this match, and then Cesaro just rolled him up. And that was the match. If there's a way to have Ridge Holland lose, if he does like a 15-minute competitive match with Cesaro, loads of near falls, almost gets the win a lot of times, and Cesaro just ekes out a victory after 15 minutes, that I think makes Ridge Holland look way better than what this match did, because it made him look a bit dumb losing in a roll-up after two minutes. Sure, he got a lot of offense beforehand, and I think in WWE's mind, they're like, well, we've protected him. He got loads of offense, but it just doesn't have that effect in in real, actual, tangible results. I thought... I wouldn't have been upset about this. Like, if it was on pay-per-view, if it had been built to, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, if you had Ridge Holland win a debut match against yep. pick pick whoever have him string together some wins you build up this this feud between the former partner Cesaro and and the new protege Ridge Holland and you build that mm-hmm. up and that can be the opening match of day 1 or mm-hmm. the, this December pay-per-view that doesn't exist anymore it's been sure. just deleted from the the calendar yep. you know you do that and yeah, have Cesaro win. I don't have a problem with that. But it yeah. feels so insignificant to do it here. Because it doesn't matter. None of this it's... matters. Now Rich Holland's just like another geek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> we then had... <sighs> Rick Boogs versus Angel in a Thanksgiving Leftovers throwdown. Throwdown, showdown. Hoedown. This... This is a problem not just in WWE, but also in AEW, that I don't understand, of wrestling companies' obsessions with doing stuff based on location and holidays. Why does everything have to be a Black Friday deal match? Why is it a Thanksgiving leftover throwdown? Why is it a a Minneapolis street fight? Why don't you just call it a street fight? Like Why, why is everything extra tags onto it? I don't Branding. get it. I hate Branding. it. Stop doing it. Pete Just hates branding. Annoying. I don't care I about do like hate the, branding. I don't care about the the like the we're getting an, an Atlanta street fight on uh on Dynamite next week. It's dumb. Uh that that doesn't bother me. That to me is a nitpick. The sure the, is. I, I never I need it. to see, I never need to see another Halloween brawl Thanksgiving leftover yeah. miracle on thirty fourth street fight. Whatever. Yeah. I don't need to see another one of those ever again. I can only see a guy get hit over the head with a friggin' pumpkin or a Christmas present so many times. Mm-hmm. This one was bad. I mean, it was, a bump was a from, uh, from oh. old uh, Umberto. Great bump from Umberto. Really liked yeah. it. Uh, I would not it have was... wanted to stand on that table. <laughs> Me neither. You know? I, I wonder how long before the cameras actually looked at him. He was there, like very shakily, getting on the table <laughs> yeah, and getting the guitar, and just like, the uh, oh, God. <laughs> um, 
But uh, it was just Thanksgiving stuff on tables outside of Ring. And then uh, Umberto caused a distraction playing Boogs' guitar on the outside. Nakamura came in and kicked his legs out from under him. So he fell backwards through the table that he was standing on, which was a nice little bump. But then uh, Angel in the Ring hit the wing clipper on Boogs and won. You know, Rick Boogs hadn't lost a, a, a singles match since his debut. Cool. For better or worse, like, yeah, it's it's like a, a weird comedy gimmick. But he was protected. He mm-hmm. wasn't the one getting pinned. He wasn't the one. No, he was the Intercontinental like Champion that got pinned. <laughs> I know, which is <laughs> another issue. Hasn't defended the title in two months, by the way, this company. But... Yeah. Now, it's. I feel like someone pointed out to to Vince or somebody in like a creative meeting is like, oh, you know, Rick Boogs hasn't hasn't been hasn't lost one of these matches. I was like, oh, we gotta change that, pal. We gotta change that yeah. immediately. It's like something falls into their lap by accident through their own booking, and then they're like, no, nah, we gotta we gotta stomp that out. Yep. I don't even care that much about Rick Boogs, but I'm just like, no. Nah. If I did, and I watched this this guy win all these matches and now just lose in a yeah. Thanksgiving hoedown, throwdown, showdown. <sighs> hip-hop, hip. Um, then we had <laughs> Caleb Braxton backstage. Who, Adam Pearce says that they don't have a lineup for the Battle Royal yet that's main eventing this show. Why? Why don't you have a lineup, Mr. Adam yeah. Pierce? Like, I just want someone to tell me why. <laughs> One time I want an explanation on this show. Mm-hmm. You know? Why don't you know who's going to be in your main event? Who do you have to clear it with to know? Yeah. Are you not in charge of this yeah. show? So. Yeah. There's no other authority figures around here. We haven't seen a McMahon in how long? The well, only apart from people... Survivor Series and Raw. Sure. But as far as like being in charge of the booking mm-hmm. and all this, right? Yeah. The only people making decisions around here are Sonya and Adam. So you can't just pull this out and be like, well, well, I don't know. We're so... I'll, I'll let you know when I know. Mmm. Tell me, you need to give me the details. Please, sir, can I have some plot? Yeah. Mm. Something else that I really enjoyed about this segment, laughing at, not with, was um, Kayla Braxton talking about the the rumors that Brock Lesnar's suspension is going to be lifted soon. Adam Pierce then had a flashback. <laughs> he did. Getting he did. Suspended. He wasn't looking at a TV. He nope. just—he looked off in his space. And we all saw his flashback. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> I hadn't put it together that this was a flashback. <laughs> I was going to say how stupid it was that he paused long enough for the TV truck to do this, but no, he had a flashback. <laughs> like. Oh, they didn't throw to a recap. Down. They didn't look at a TV monitor. It was just Adam Pierce being like, and then it just played. Brock Lesnar <laughs> getting suspended, and then it cut back, and it's him just going like, oh. it's like he just had a flashback that we all watched. Crazy. Um, 
and then says that he hasn't heard anything about Lesnar's suspension lifting and that he'd be shocked if it gets lifted anytime soon. Whose decision is this? <laughs> you did this, Adam. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's your oh. choice, Mr. Pierce. Anyway, Charlotte did her promo with Tony Storm that was awful. Um, Sasha Banks then got into it with Sonya Deville backstage, saying that if she got to pick her team at Survivor Series, then she would have won. I'm like, Sasha, who else would you have picked? You have no other women. The answer is Naomi. Well, yeah. And that's it. That's the Literally, that is the only other women. Woman, women, the only other woman. There's <laughs> the only other woman on the show, bar Zaya Lee, who hasn't debuted yet. And That's Aaliyah. the whole roster. And Aaliyah. Never got and an explanation Charlotte. there either. No. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Um, she hypes up Naomi, and then Sonya Deville makes a match for Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. Uh, we also got a Zaya Lee chapter two thing, which was all right. Yeah, cool. It's cool. I, I like uh, the the Zaylee stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's better than the generic promos we were getting earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's today, right? Today is the twenty seventh. It has twenty seventh of November. Yeah, it's been exactly three months since the Naomi Sonya thing has started. Oh my god, three months. Mm-hmm. We have not gotten past square one. Nope. We have just continued to redo square one 12 times, or however many mm-hmm. weeks it's been. It's not long-term storytelling, guys. No. There's no. been no progression. I have no answers. I do not know any further plot details. And you can say, let it play out. How much playing out do you need to do? It's been three months Give me the next step. Give me Naomi's hope spot, which to be fair, may have been this match, but she just won a match. There was no progression with the actual storyline. Just give me an explanation. Give me the next chapter of this story. I'm begging you. Yeah, it was uh, like the the story of the match itself, I thought was all right. Like, mm-hmm. initially, the first half of the match, I thought the pacing was really off. Like, they were ra- waiting around for each other's spots quite a lot. But yeah. after they went to an outbreak and came back, like, it start- seemed to pick up towards the end. And it actually got quite good uh, towards the end. Uh, Naomi was getting worked over the whole match. And she just kept working back, working back, and was just couldn't get the tag back to Sasha Banks. They kept separating Naomi away. And she kept going and going and going and was just looking for that tag, looking for that tag. But then eventually, she just won. She just did- got the roll up on Natalia. Didn't even need Banks in the end. Which I think is a decent little... Decent little yeah. story. It's, it's it's a subversion of what we expect from a normal tag match. That's good. Yeah, I I thought this match was the best thing on the show. Mm. I didn't think that it was like great or anything. Mm. I thought it was a good tag match, which is the best thing on a particularly poor episode of SmackDown. Yeah, I just want this storyline to go somewhere. Yeah, and Sonya Deville is like playing innocent on commentary, just be like, "Oh well, great, yeah, well done, well done, Naomi." Amazing. Great job. This is nothing against any one particular person. I 
never need to have WWE put like a wrestler on commentary again. Mm. I find it so irritating, like every time. Every time. And maybe it's just because I have to hear like Michael Cole ask them questions. Mm-hmm. And just the sound of Michael Cole's voice is like poison to me now. <laughs> it's not great, but I just I don't need it. I don't need this anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's that's too rich. That's oh, too that's rich. that's hilarious. Actually, yeah. sure. sorry, Jer- sorry, Jeremy D in particular. But if you can't see the difference between the Hangman story. And Naomi and Sonya Deville having the same story every week for three months. <laughs> the issue is not that it's too long; it's that nothing no, has it... happened. Exactly, <laughs> three months is fine for a story for a three-month story. This is a one-week story across three months. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Anyway, we got to the main event: the Black Friday Invitational Wild Card. Thanksgiving leftovers, throwdown, battle royal. Sure. Hip hop, hip. Yep, that one. <clears throat> we got the the. Do you know what I'm doing? Say that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> okay, it's a Hannah Montana reference. <laughs> Never seen Hannah Montana, but there you go. Um, Ho down, throw down. Oh, I see. Um, so we got the lineup of what is it? Twenty people. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 people that were in this battle royal. I'm just going to list off these people here. And I want you guys to tell me, where are the main eventers in this list? Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy. Sheamus. Yeah. Nope. Ricochet. Ridge Holland. Rick Boogs. No. <laughs> Happy Corbin. No. Mansoor. No. Mad Cat Moss. Oh. Cesaro. Mm, Sami Zayn. Should have been. Eric. Nope. Ivar. Nope. Jinder Mahal. Certainly Shanky. Not. Nope. Drew Gulak. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mace. Nope. Angel. Umberto. So, That's a rough battle royal. It's not good. For the number one contendership to the Universal title. Now, I was thinking, I was like, man, that's a really mid-card battle royal. And I was like, who are they missing off this list? Where are SmackDown's main eventers? So I went onto a list to look at all of the male talent on SmackDown that they have. I'm going to list every single person that wasn't included. What That uh, wasn't included in this battle royal. To mm-hmm. round to round it out. So you have again, show me who the main eventers are. One, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. There's one. But he's he's been suspended, so it couldn't be mm-hmm. in the battle royal. He's got a storyline going. Drew McIntyre, who purposefully wasn't included in the battle royal and has a storyline coming out of it. Sure, that storyline doesn't make any sense, but he has something. They acknowledged that Drew McIntyre was not in this match. The Usos. Jay and Jimmy, makes sense they weren't in it. Roman's lackeys, I guess that makes sense. Though you could have done a story of them winning and then having to lie down for him. That or actually whatever. would have that would have been like the most intriguing thing. Have right? Jay Uso yeah. win this friggin' match. Right? That would have been something. But yeah. you know, sure. King Woods. Where was he? 
What's he doing? You know, the whole thing with Roman that he had going before Survivor Series. I guess that's dropped now, by the way. I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess it was just for the Big E match. Um, Kofi Kingston, who is out, you know, doing being injured or selling his, his kayfabe injury, I suppose. Mustafa Ali and Shinsuke Nakamura, your Intercontinental Champion. That is it. That is everybody on SmackDown. All the people in that battle royal and the eight people I just listed. That is your entire SmackDown men's division, including tag team wrestlers. That's everybody. Wow. Who are your main eventers on SmackDown? Brock, Roman, and to a degree, Drew, who's not quite a main eventer right now, but if he was to enter that picture, he could take that main event slot fairly easily, I'd say. Man, if only they didn't fire Andrade and Aleister Black and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's Come it's on, not good. Like... Okay. And the thing is, it's not that the SmackDown roster doesn't have the talent to have main mm-hmm. eventers. They have a yeah. bunch of wrestlers that I think could, could be main eventers and, and carry the company, right? When I look at guys like Sheamus, Ricochet, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, Drew, like all of these guys, I'm like, they're stars. They have the mm-hmm. capability to be stars. But they're not. They've not been treated like stars, right? And then I was looking and I was like, man, like to get to to skip to the end of this match, Jeff Hardy was supposed to win, swerve, Sami Zayn got eliminated earlier through the middle rope, came back in, and then threw out Jeff Hardy. Sami Zayn won. Shock winner, right? We'll talk about that more in a little bit. But I was like, as I've mentioned earlier, I personally don't have much interest in watching Jeff Hardy wrestle too much anymore. But I could see him being used in a really effective like legend role, a veteran who helps elevate the younger talent and gets over the next generation of stars to help build WWE's future, right? That's a great role for Jeff Hardy to have, such a recognizable name over with the crowd, someone who can just help build up the younger talent. And then I looked and I was like, who is the younger talent? It's Roman Reigns. They don't have anyone. No, they, they don't, don't have younger talent. And I was looking at the guys that I just listed earlier, that I think could be carrying the company, stars, Sheamus, Ricochet, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, Drew McIntyre. Would you like to know the average age of those six guys mm-hmm. that I feel like could carry the company? Mm-hmm. Almost 39 years old. <sighs> Specifically 38.66. They don't have young stars to build up. How can you possibly care about the future of your company if you're not building young stars? There is one person that I think is someone who they're curating and protecting as the potential future of this company, and that is Bron Breaker. He's 24. He's super young. He's a bit green, but he's coming in and he's being very much protected for the future of the company, right? That is someone I could totally see. And then you get new people on the show that you go, oh, fresh young talent, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland is 33. He is not young talent being curated and ready for the future. You need younger people who can be curated and protected for the future of the company. And especially, this, this is why WWE isn't exciting. One of the many, 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 many reasons why WWE isn't exciting is because these are the same guys we've been watching for years and years and years and nothing is changing because any of the new guys that come in either get released 
or they just get completely mistreated, like Tony Storm and like Ridge Holland on this show. Like, how are we supposed to get invested in anything that happens when none of the talent is protected correctly? When you don't have any young stars for the future, you just have a bunch of old dudes or slightly older dudes that aren't the younger in their 20s talent just fighting it out all the time. You have no future prospects in your company. And then when you have future prospects, you just release them. I. This is why I can't get invested in WWE right now. On top of the myriad other reasons of them being a terrible company and releasing a bunch of wrestlers and the camera work being terrible and their questionable ethics, etc. A lot of other reasons, but this is one of the primary reasons why their programming is so boring. Very well said, Pete. Very well said. I was just kind of letting you go, like, because that, that was pretty much covered it, man. You know, like, yeah, show's trash. Show's awful. And I thought the only thing to me is we got to this main event, which, by the way, first guy comes out, Sami Zayn comes out, go to commercial. Mm-hmm. Drew yep. comes out, tries to murder people with a sword. They go to commercial. <laughs> They come back, they start wrestling, they go to commercial. There were like three commercials yeah. before we got mm-hmm. halfway through this match. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Sorted out. No no explanation on the Drew thing. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Not one lick of sense. Nope. Not one. But the only thing that was going to make this show a two out of five for me was like, you know what? If they looked at the incredible reaction that Jeff Hardy got at Survivor Series, had a really good showing in that men's Survivor Series match, and then go out in his home state, if you can have him go out, do that, and become number one contender, have a one pay-per-view cycle match against Roman Reigns and put him over, I would be over the moon. And they can't even do that. And it's not like they're doing that and giving that up for something better. If you had decided that this was going to be the pay-per-view cycle where Drew McIntyre was going to face Roman Reigns, that's fine. That's a main event match. That's about as big a match as you can make on SmackDown right now. Fine. If you had if you had Sami Zayn eliminate Jeff Hardy fourth from last and have it be like, oh, boo, terrible. What are we going to get out of a Roman Reigns-Sami Zayn match right now? I, like, yeah, it will probably be a better wrestling match, but there's no reason for it to take place right now. And we're only going to get Brock Lesnar story beats. Yep. Literally immediately after Sami Zayn won, by the way, the battle Royal itself was like, nothing special. there there were no notable spots at all. Um, And then it was like, yeah, it was just that it was a hardy one, but then uh, Sami Zayn pushed him off because he went through the middle rope uh, earlier in the match. Sami Zayn wins, and immediately in his celebration, Kata Braxton says, Oh, breaking news, everyone. Brock Lesnar's suspension has been lifted, and he's going to be on SmackDown next week. Cuts to Roman backstage being like, Oh, no. And that's the show. So Sami doesn't get to celebrate, which means, <laughs> and I feel like Sami being immediately overshadowed by Brock Lesnar is the perfect way to sum up how this feud is going to go, right? Yeah, 100%. This is all that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. My theory is that it's going to be a triple threat match between Sammy, Brock, and Roman, and Sammy's taking the pin. I don't like... even think we're getting that. I think we're getting a match on SmackDown between these two, like maybe on Christmas. 
uh, Eve, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And then you do you do Brock Roman again at some time at some point. I don't know. This show sucked. This was a one out of five. I, I hate even... this show. I don't even. The show was awful, and I really who am made, trying made... to stay positive. Who made the decision to bring Brock decision? back? Who Give made me the an choice, answer. How did how did Kayla know? Who told Kayla? Whose yeah. choice was it? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand, Tempest. Ooh, one None out of it five. makes sense. Here, let me um, let me throw up the poll. Because uh I don't want you looking in this uh this whole thing. We got a poll, right? No. Oh, oh do we not? Poll. Oh, no. we don't have a poll. All right, you know what I'm we sorry. do have? I, f- you know I what... forgot to do a poll. I'm sorry, everyone. It's fine. It's fine. You know what we do have, though? It was very it was very nicely pointed out to me by uh, Pommy Wrestling on Twitter. Oh, we I haven't had this. these in a while. I think I saw this. We've got stupid-ass intangibles. Intangibles! Curtis... N- NXT <laughs> Courtesy UK. of NXT UK. The one place untouched by Vince McMahon at the moment and is still keeping the intangibles going strong. No Amgar. He is speed. He is cunning. <laughs> he has cunning. Um, Just like tight off. Jam those intangibles my, in there. Hook it up to my, my veins. We got, we got more. <laughs> he is powerhouse. He is intimidation. At least Wait, those he. I don't know. I just want to point this out. Intangibles, yeah. powerhouse intimidation, right? Yeah. He is a powerhouse. He is intimidation. Sure. Yeah. What the hell is the accolade? <laughs> Atmospheric anomaly. I don't know. He accomplished that. <laughs> That's an yeah. accolade. He has a plaque. It is it is bedroom. What does that mean? Atmospheric anomaly. He's he's the he's Felix Baumgartner or whatever. The guy that went all the way up to the stratosphere and jumped down. Oh I just God. wanted to share that because these two right so here great. are the so only great. things giving me joy from WWE this week. Speed. Oh, Speed. So funny. Cutting. Oh, <sighs> brilliant. I miss intangibles so much. They're yeah. brilliant. But you know what? Tangibles, intangibles are great. That's us. L-I-W. For life. That was SmackDown. It was proper. Let's talk about Rampage. Um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Um, which uh, started off with uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Utah, which was a very fun match, I thought. Um, we kind of got the, the little comedy standoff between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, like teasing the future thing between them, which was really cool. Um, and I think you said it best in your edited review that having Orange Cassidy in a tag match like this makes him much more like palatable. Uh, mm. In the yeah, he, he there's there's little doses of Orange Cassidy throughout with Wheeler Utah just kind of wrestling the the match. Um, I really enjoyed the finish of this match where Adam Cole on the outside just was just beating up Orange Cassidy. So Bobby Fish took advantage, hit an avalanche Falcon Arrow onto Wheeler Utah and got the pin. Great, I really like a unique finish. I love it. Yeah, I like. I've always I don't know what Bobby Fish's finisher is, you know. I don't know mm. what Bobby Fish's finisher is. Maybe yeah. it's this. Maybe, Maybe this point is 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 null and void. I really like wrestlers winning matches just with big moves. Mm. It's just yeah. I like the idea of just not hitting a finisher, just hitting like a falcon arrow off the top rope, and that's the finish. Mm-hmm. Perfect, brilliant, simple, love it. I love Wheeler Yuta. 
I have always loved Wheeler Yuta. I don't think that he is signed yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what you waiting for there, Tony? What you waiting for? Let's 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 come on. Let's give uh, Wheeler Yuta a contract here because he's great. He's great. I love him with best friends. I love this whole package. I can't wait to see Orange Cassidy fight Adam Cole one on one. I think that match is just going to be awesome. And like mm-hmm. like I said in the, the edit review, like you've already said, I think that Orange Cassidy being allowed to come in, do his comedy spots, and then tag out to someone who will come in and do good wrestle. That's the best way to enjoy Orange Cassidy in matches like this. If he's going all out and having his crazy great matches, I prefer that over over this. But I still like this. I thought this was great. Yeah. Uh, we had a Tony Nice promo backstage uh, of him saying that he's been in the crowd recently. He's been scouting the competition because that's what athletes do. Um, mm. He said there's an open challenge for the TNT Championship, and he wants in. He wants to fight Sammy Guevara next week. I really enjoyed that Sammy Guevara then came in, uh, and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Shakes hands. Uh and uh yeah sammy's like yeah sure i'll see you wednesday whatever and then walks off and as he does tony just pulls him back and just decks him he's like idiot like why would you just like it just seemed like he has him scouted which is sort of the point of tony Nice's character it seems like in this thing he's just better he's just much more much more smart about the whole wrestling thing than a lot of other people it was good it was solid it was solid mm. i'll be perfectly honest here and i i will give this a chance to play out mm-hmm not been super impressed with Sammy Guevara as TNT champion so far. Me neither. You I know? mean, he's been overshadowed by the whole Inner Circle American Top Team thing. Yeah, and I don't like that. No. You know, like, I've thought that every TNT champion to this point has been, like, excellent. Like, your, yep. your perfect mid-card champion. Not feeling this one as much. Like, he's still having good matches. I loved his match with Jay Lethal. I've liked his match with Bobby Fish. Mm, it just it's not Miro you know Miro was fantastic he is a hard act to follow but like I don't know I'm not feeling there's no like storyline character beats with Sammy Guevara here yet like Miro had an excellent character Darby Allen is just a crazy character and of course Mm. before that you had Cody and Brody Lee and that was all fantastic stuff it's still early so I'm hoping it gets better but like I'm not feeling this one as much Exactly. And like we said, we'll give it a chance to play out because we have faith in AEW to actually make something work. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see where that one goes. We've again got an FTR promo. It's going to be two out of three falls against the Lucha Bros. That sounds fun. Two out of three falls. FTR. Hell yeah. Good, re- good recipe, that one. Good. Love it. I don't have anything else to I, say. I, I, good. I, was, I was there for Revival DIY. It was great. Mm-hmm. I hope we get another match that is equal to that because that match was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, We then got Riho versus Britt Baker. Okay. This match, it is a championship contenders match, isn't it? And I know there's a storyline reason for it happening, but beating your champion to get a title shot, I just think is inherently very stupid. Whatever company does it, you you just shouldn't do it. And I know they wanted to play off the all-out battle royal, the casino battle royal all-out, where Riho wasn't technically eliminated, and they've spotted that mistake, and they want to have Riho do something with that. I get that. I I would have done put Rio in a number one contenders match against somebody else, not Britt Baker, against someone who's either highly ranked or against one of Baker's goons, 
And then you'd have Riho win to get a number one contendership match. This should not have been against Baker. That's my that's my view on this. Because I whatever company, you shouldn't be pinning your champions unless it's a friggin' championship match. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there's like a slight difference here. Not not a big one, but like they don't do it every single week, like WWE and in particular NXT does, which really pisses me off. But it's like I also probably wouldn't do it. That being said, I like the idea more in AEW of like because they have rankings, and you can think whatever you want about the rankings. But they have rankings, and the rankings have mattered. So mm-hmm. I like that, like, okay, you pin the champion, you then get to bypass the rankings. Mm-hmm. That's because they've been consistent with that. I don't have as much of an issue with it. I still have, like, from a storyline perspective, from a writing sure. perspective, I don't have as much issue with it than just, oh, well, they just beat the champion, you know? That's 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 fine. I still am not super into Britt Baker just getting pinned on television, you know, I don't, I again, don't think that she's been made to look especially strong as Mm -hmm. champion with the vast amount of outside interference. And then for them, for there to be no interference in this match, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's certainly a decision. You know, I could have, I would have hundred percent. I thought Rio would probably have won this match just because give you more content mm-hmm. and more stuff for both of them to do. I would have absolutely thought that there would have been a miscommunication between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter that led to the finish of this match, you know, cause they're teasing mm-hmm. dissension and, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And at that point, yeah, I probably wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have been worked up about this. This was just a clean pin. And I was like, all right, well, that was interesting. I don't know. I, it's, it's it's like whatever. it's not it's not the end of the world but i probably wouldn't know it. it's not the end of the world i just rather it's that they not a didn't, good precedent they didn't do it yeah exactly yeah. I, I just don't want them to continue to do this because it's yeah. not just pitting your champions to get a title shot is not a good path to go down as we've seen uh, but the match yeah. itself i thought was really fun really yeah. good pacing i thought a lot of really intricate spots back and forth i thought both of them were on their on their a games uh for for this match uh, really good pacing. Riho won with a shock roll-up, and it was a really cool, like, intricate roll-up as well, like, the mm-hmm. inside cradle into the grabbing the both legs. It looked really, like, out of nowhere, and and which really added to the finish. Um, and that's good. Riho's gonna get a, a title shot, which is good. Like I said, I, I have my issues with the way this was set up, but I'm I'm looking forward to the eventual title match between the two. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be sure it's gonna be really good. I would have put probably put this match in the main event, personally. I think this yeah. was like the biggest match with the biggest stakes of anything on the show. I would have put yeah. this on last. I think it probably would have helped the, the pacing a little bit. But I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with them giving you a title match uh, for pinning the champion if it's like in a tag match. Because you mm-hmm. can pin a singles champion in a tag match sure. to earn a title shot and make that loss mean something. I don't sure. think the singles champion should just lose a singles match. When's the last just, time... Britt Baker lost a singles match. I think someone said it was like the unsanctioned match with uh, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, to that be fair, sense. it's not like they do this all the time with her. No, know? no, no, of so, course not. No, at no, least, 
at least they're making something of the one time that this happens. Yeah, it's it's yeah. she she's not a weak champion by any means. No. It's just I'd rather that she wasn't losing in singles matches because yeah. she's the champion, you know? Yeah, if you're a singles right. champion losing a singles match, like well You should be doing that. Yeah, why are you the champion then? And <laughs> yeah, I get it, exactly, it's right. different, it's not a title match, non title, carrying cross, Jeff Hardy, blah 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 blah. <laughs> NXT champion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's whatever. It's yeah. kind of dumb, but... Yeah. Um, and then the main event was Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, I think the promo beforehand was quite fun. And Daniel mm-hmm. Garcia is still really good. Uh, Eddie Kingston is obviously amazing. We know. We love him. He's great. Uh, fun match. Very enjoyable. Uh, Kingston won with a back fist in the end. Good, solid stuff. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then Chris Jericho saved him at the end from a beatdown from 2.0. Uh-huh. This was interesting. The only thing that I can assume about this is that the next direction is Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Because they had they had a little bit of back and sure. forth on Twitter about like, oh, I didn't need your help. Oh, I wasn't coming to help you. Blah, 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 blah. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I'm I'm down for that. That sounds fun. Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, you know, they'll have good mm-hmm. promos and stuff, I hope anyway. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a decent enough direction, you know. You get past a, an AEW pay-per-view and a number of the guys who are like upper mid-card kind of get shuffled around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like feuds and you got to do new feuds and this is one of the ones where I could see like, yeah, Jericho and Eddie Kingston have never done anything together before. That sounds fun. I'm 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 all I'm all right, you know. Oh, I, I like that. Sounds cool. I I'm into the idea as long as Eddie wins. Yes, agreed. I don't yeah. know that that's gonna happen, but no, I I agree. You know, yeah. um, I think Eddie needs needs the win. He needs a big win, and I think Jericho just got a big win over mm-hmm. American Top Team. I don't think he needs it as much. I think Eddie's the right choice to have him go over in the feud. I think it's it's fine on paper. I'm into it. Um. I, because to me, the way this came off to me, not obviously not being aware of the the Twitter stuff and all that stuff. If if this is going to lead into a, a Kings of Jericho program, cool, thumbs up. This worked because for me, this really felt like Jericho just inserting himself where he didn't belong, <laughs> which I assume is the point. You know, I assume that's probably the vibe they wanted to go off of Kingston being like, um, what you doing, buddy? Yeah, like, you know? I mean, more or less, yes. But 2.0 gotten both of Jericho and, and Kingston's grills on Dynamite. So at yeah. least there was a little bit of that play and like Jericho was getting his piece of meat out of 2.0 mm-hmm. of this. Maybe they'll do like a tag match mm-hmm. and then there'll be miscommunication between Jericho and Kingston and they'll still win. But yeah. they'll be like, I don't like you. I don't like you. Yeah. Let's fight, you know, and stuff like that, which I think is yeah. effective. I like that Daniel Garcia is getting more to do. You know, because mm-hmm. like on, I think it was the first episode of Rampage, maybe the second episode of Rampage, where he it was the second episode of Rampage, the punk episode, where the main event was John Moxley and Daniel Garcia, and John Moxley just like beat him in like five minutes or whatever. That was like three months ago, and now he's having like a competitive main event match against mm-hmm. a top star. Yeah, progression. I like that. You know, because we talk a lot about guys like Dante Martin and other people that you can see climbing the ranks. Daniel Garcia is like the heel version of that. Where he's like, he's at the bottom of the totem pole now. But he goes up one rung of the ladder and then another rung of the ladder. And eventually, 
He's he's a somebody. Yep. Love that kind of stuff. Yep. Solid episode of Rampage. Kind of yeah. missable, but still good. Yeah. It was all right. Like like you said in the edited review as well, I would have switched the women's match with Garcia and Kingston to have that be the main event. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was okay. Yeah. Three out- yeah. I would mean, probably a high three out of five for me. I just championship contenders match don't do that um <laughs> but you know it, it was it was still good good, good solid stuff yeah, so, yeah that's high three out of five maybe low four out of five because it was just like mm-hmm. it was just i thought the first two matches were really really good i thought the main event was like fun you know i didn't have anything to complain about on the show it was just like it was a good show but yeah yeah good yeah. show nothing you really need to go out of your way to see but you won't be disappointed with spending an hour watching it yeah, exactly. It's that's kind of how I cleanser. feel about Rampage most weeks now. Mm-hmm. Unless you get like a CM Punk Eddie Kingston promo or something like that. A lot or of the time, Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. Yes, precisely. You know, if 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 that sort of thing happens, then then cool. But otherwise, I'm just like, yeah, it's a good way to spend an hour. It's a lovely palate cleanser. It is. Oh, it's the wrestling sure palate cleanser. It's great. Before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. If you haven't over to our Patreon page yet, we've got loads of content that's gone up this week. We had After Dark and the Mailbag with uh, Luke and uh, Adam. WrestleTalk Extra, I think, is either going up soon or has been up. It might be up on Monday. Got recorded on Friday, regardless, so it'll be up soon if that's the case. Rusty Extra, loads of stuff over on our Patreon page, loads of extra bonus content where Ollie and Luke will be reviewing Survivor Series 2002 uh, for Rustle Extra, which is great. Uh, After Dark is cool because it's me, Tempest, and Abby for a lot of it. That's fun, and Andy is popping in and out and stuff. It's good. And if you pledge at the $25 and above tiers, uh, then you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. But these ones, there's only one pledge hammer in this one. We're actually going to give a shout out to our lovely moderating team. So thank yeah. you to... Thank you, Amanda. Woo! Yay! Andy. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Chris P. Yeah. Chris R. Gregory. John. Les. Nat. Paul. Richard. Rob. Thank you. And the one pledge hammer in this list, Barbaric Garrick Morgan. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, all of our lovely moderators and the one pledge hammer that's there. Yes. Now, let's get on with... The unsung heroes of this team. Absolutely. Yeah, we couldn't function like we do. Yeah, never get enough credit. We couldn't function like we do without our moderating team. They're the 
best. Thank you so much, mods. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. But before we do, I just want to mention one more time, we are sponsored by beer. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Link is at the top of the description and in the live chat. Go check it out. 10 free craft beers, 595 postage for UK viewers. 10 free craft beers. Beers are great. Go get the beers. Drink them. Go get the beers. <laughs> Drink. Do it. Drink the beers. Do it. Beer52. <laughs> do it. Do it. Okay, Ultra Chat time. Last chance to get those in. Uh, Power Packers 90 has been a member for four months. Thank you so much. She's a hot blonde. What more does Vince want? Vince, she's a hot blonde. I can't get past the foreigner language, pal. Speak American, pal. <sighs> yeah. 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 Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. James Handley says, I would really love to ask Vince, what makes a good baby face? Because I would love to figure out how someone getting a pie in the face and doing nothing in response qualifies. Also, Royales are no DQ, so I guess trying to kill people is fine? Hashtag sad LIW week. We're not sad. We're totally fine. Just move on, Pete. Don't want to talk about it. Um, also, isn't one of Vince's things that like he'd actively try to rib people and he'd judge whether they stood up to him or not. And if they stood up to him, he'd be like, yeah, this guy's good. So why does he think that Tony Storm getting pied and doing nothing is a good thing? No idea. It's a great question. There's a great story about uh, Kofi Kingston fighting uh, Vince McMahon on a plane. Mm. Yeah, I think it's in one of Jericho's Wild. books or something like that. Wild. It's good um, stuff. Yeah. Matthew Robinson said, so what is wrong with WWE uh, with the women's division? I think I can fix it. Have Bailey come back and have Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha all be the worst heels that think that think no one else can beat them. Let them get heat and slowly build up um, already baby faces. Then have Bianca, Ripley, Storm, Naomi, and Asuka all start good runs at all of them, building them slowly. Have one win the Rumble, another win Elimination Chamber, and set up for a, for a WWE matches against all of them. The last can be for the tag team titles. I don't see how much of that fixes the problems that they have because the problems are that they don't build up their 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 baby faces so i guess like if you just do that then yeah the the problem is solved solved but like i don't know see the issue with charlotte there's a few the issue with charlotte to me is she's always in the title match no matter mm -hmm. what, I think the only the only storyline I could think of last night was that uh, that she had that wasn't involving the championship was like the Lacey Evans thing that didn't get off the ground. Yep, that's it. That's the start and end of the list to me. She's always in the title match, so people get tired of her faster, and her character never changes, and she's always, always, always winning. Yeah, and. I don't consider her losing to other members in the four horsewomen to be like her putting over new talent and stuff. Cause for the most part, the four horsewomen are all kind of on the same tier at this point, but we've had two WrestleMania season rivalries with Rhea Ripley, where Charlotte Flair has come out on top. What the hell is that about? Mm. You know, fix stuff like that. And you probably don't have a problem anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Matthew Robinson again says, uh, look to the SmackDown roster and they had every male talent except Drew, Kofi, Ali, and Xavier in this battle royal. No one in this match looks like competition for Roman, but left out four options. Again, uh, Tony Storm's pie segment killed me. Yeah. Killed me too. <laughs> yeah, but in a yeah. very different way. Uh, yeah, so it was also the Usos and Brock and Kofi and Shinsuke on top of those four that you listed, but obviously all of them are kind of preoccupied. Wouldn't it? Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Lesnar, Usos, and Shinsuke. Sorry, mm. it's the, the ones who you missed off the list as well. Yeah. But, like, they're all preoccupied with other things. Uh, God. I could only... Literally, the only person I could see being Roman for the title at this point is Drew McIntyre. I yeah. can't see anyone else doing it. Uh, no, it should be uh, should be Isaiah Swerve. Uh... Uh, no, it should be Keith Lee... Uh... Riot DR said, good storytelling has ups, downs, high points, and low points, similar to a heartbeat. Sonya and Naomi's story has been a flat line. This feud is walking dead and is infecting every person that gets close. Remember when Shayna was scary? Yeah. Wasn't that nice? For like a couple weeks on Raw, when she was yeah. like, oh, this is like NXT Shayna. Amazing. And then yeah. she got drafted to SmackDown and then it, it, it stopped. Yeah, and then she lost to uh, Dewdrop in the Queen's Crown Tournament, I think. Sure. Terrible. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna go with Shayna now. I don't know why. I give like, I give them. I still somehow give them too much credit. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Alex Ingen says this is about AEW. Um, uh, yeah, Alex yeah. Ingen says uh, Baker hate a feud. Let's go, Brit. Uh, more tweener and let Jamie get massive heat on her by beating up Brit. Gives them a hot feud if they still want to put off Baker Rosa 2 and builds a new heel. I really like this idea, but then I do love Hater. L-I-W for life. I really like Jamie Hater as well. She's great. I do I do as well. I'm all about this idea. Give Britt Baker and Jamie Hater a, a short little feud. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Jamie Hater is a star. I love her. And Jamie Hater does not need to win that feud. As long no. as she gets close to beating Britt Baker. You know, they have a really Agreed. good competitive match. That will help elevate her. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um. The Mikey Chaos says, imagine if Kenny Omega uh, threw a pie in Hangman's face and then he just stands there pouting and touching his hair. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Just don't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't with this stupid, stupid... Stupid segment. Anyway... Apparently Luke also said that this is genuinely his favourite podcast because we're the greatest. Thanks, Luke. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm coming yeah. for your title, Luke. And when I say your title, I mean my title. Just so you know. I'm fine. <clears throat> I'm fine. Are you fine? I'm fine. This is a fine No, I'm podcast. not fine. Stop asking me if fine. I'm fine, Pete. This was Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. This was a fine podcast between two very Fight fine you. people. I'm fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. You are fine. Look at that. Look Thank at that you. mustache goatee combo. You know fine it. as hell. Mm, you know it anyway that's it for this episode of the wrestle talk podcast thank you very much everyone for checking out the show make sure to check out beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk for 10 free craft beers for uk views just to pay for the postage of 595 go click the link beer52 do it Oh man, we ranted so much about the show, didn't we? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop watching WWE, y'all. Mm. Yeah, the show is terrible. Be and the thing is, oh. yeah, no, so, st stop watching WWE, but please continue to watch our content specifically yeah. because we want people to watch our stuff. I want um, WWE's product to change. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the only way that happens is if they get, like, like rampage numbers watching their show. Mm -hmm. if, if they finally whittle down their audience to be, like, 500,000 people watching Raw, then maybe something will change. Maybe I don't That's know. But the if they're still recording, can imagine it. If they're still recording record profits, then maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. At some point, these numbers don't lie. I know. At some yeah. point, I don't know what that point is, but at some Jesus point, Christ, they, they will suck. spell disaster for WWE at sacrifice. Yeah, the only one who's sacrificing here, us, is we have to keep watching this. Show. God, yeah. Um, something I forgot to mention as well that I mentioned on the intro part of this was when mm -hmm. we went to the to, to the pub and played yes. the, the, the the game Cascadia. Um, <laughs> we were unboxing the game, fresh new game, and getting all the pieces out and all that stuff. <laughs> Terry came back. We bought the first round with all the drinks, and we were putting all the drinks out and stuff. And she took one of the game pieces and used it as a coaster for her drink because she didn't realize it was a game piece. The fury in Adam's eyes was unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god, I can only imagine. It was literally I'm the absolute so like, sad I wasn't disbelief there. on his face as he just looked at her, just reached across, picked up a drink, took the game piece out and just went, and just shook his head at her. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> this is perfect. That oh, is the most amazing thing Terry. I've heard all week. She, she was literally just sitting there like, I am so sorry. Oh my god, I didn't realize. And I was like, I can't believe you of all people. I thought you would have respected the sanctity of board games. Yeah, go oh. and spit on his copy of Cosmic Encounter while you're at it. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it I can, that sounds like a bit out of like a sketch comedy show. Right? Yeah. genuinely that's amazing i that love so that funny because none of us realized we were all just getting our pieces you know getting the initial cards of the round and stuff like that and just getting our stuff ready and then adam just reached across and took it and i was like wait terry did you just <gasps> oh oh it was it was so funny and adam obviously kept bringing it up all the time while we were in yeah. the pub uh it was great yeah um and then that's you know he was, he was saying he was going around and like handing out cards and stuff like that. He goes, um, Pete, you're my new favorite. What do you think about uh, take, drawing the first card from this? Just constantly never laying a limit down. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I think that's probably going to do it, I guess. Yeah. This episode of the podcast, we've got like one minute. Would have had more so. time of streaming or wasn't freaking out at the start. <laughs> took like two minutes just hit, go live and record. Yeah. It was like tr tr trouble connecting. We're like, okay, we'll set up a new one. And then it's like, and you're live. Wait, what? Um, yeah, goodness me. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back with a load more content coming soon, obviously. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, Christmas content and stuff coming soon as well. Extra podcasts oh, yeah. and stuff. That's fun. Uh, stay tuned for that. And yeah, I was going to say other stuff like like and subscribe, but that doesn't count for the podcast. So keep listening
Bye, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> we love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Like and subscribe. Like Jam. LAW for life. Are you doing like a kawaii? Desu? Kawaii. Kawaii. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.